All right, Parks. Welcome Tom. back. It is the Holy Grail podcast again. We're doing this COVID ISO ISO style. Um, yeah, it's a bit different, isn't it? It's a bit different. I'm used to sitting straight across from you, and yeah. I'm currently sitting about 650 k's, I reckon. Approximately, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, I, I can almost see your figure still sitting in the couch from when the hungover days <laughs> that you you've been sitting on there watching all the footy highlights. But it's I'll be not forever. quite all of you there. I'll be forever printed into that corner of the couch. So <laughs> Brett at least there's part of me. At least there's part of me there. Yeah, How exactly. you been? How's um, uh, lockdown, which has been going a while and might be going longer? Well, yes, lockdown uh, as of today at 3.51pm on Wednesday, the 14th of July. We've just been extended again into lockdown for another two weeks from this Friday. So we'll not be getting out until the 30th unless... Oh, something drastic happens, um, yep. which at this rate's not going on. Um, but you know, lockdown's not too bad for me. I've, I've actually enjoyed being home alone at, at times. Um, <laughs> I like the fact that well, last night was the first night that Wags and I have cooked in the kitchen together, and I felt like I had absolutely no bench space whatsoever, um, <laughs> which I haven't been used to for three weeks. Yeah, but um. Apart from that, I'm working pretty much full time, and it's and it's uh, rolling pretty well. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I can't I can't say I, I would rather be here than home. I'm sure you you're enjoying home and enjoying you know socialising with humans um, a lot more than what I am. But uh, it's it's not all that bad. Yeah, no, it's um honestly it's been okay to be perfectly fair. I yeah. got out just in time. Um, and it's been pretty much business as usual back here. Been yep. playing footy for Billabong Crows, playing yep. uh, just a few odd jobs at in and around the farm, giving Dad a bit of a hand. And yep. now I'm back. I've come over to Sophie's place because the farm Wi-Fi, I considered trying to climb up a tree and um, <laughs> trying to get some service so I could go on a Zoom meeting while I'm teaching uh, from, you know, teaching from home. But yeah. I figured that coming over to Soph's place with some NBN was probably just the easier option. So Definitely. I'm perched up here for the week. Um, and yeah, just how does to... How does Chang's family feel about the Holy Grail podcast being live in their, in their home uh, um, backyard? I was, actually, I was actually a little bit embarrassed about uh, <laughs> recording a podcast. <laughs> it's not... <Yeah. laughs> so I've, uh, I don't know, I've just locked myself in... Um, Sophie's room. I've got a full kit here too. I've um, yes. borrowed it from Albion Park. It's a full mixing kit, which would be amazing if we were actually doing it together. But at the moment, it's pretty much just a glorified microphone. Yeah, but, but um, let's let, like let's just like be excited for the future, listeners, because I'm sure oh. when this comes out, you'll hear the difference in voice quality between our our current mics and the mics that will be there and is actually what Tom is using now. Um, I think it'll be a lot better. I've listened to a couple of previews and it's crisp. It's yeah, nice. So hopefully, hopefully onwards and upwards for the Holy Grail podcast. We were, we're tossing up whether to upgrade our stuff. And anyway, it's fallen into my lap. It um, has fallen no into my lap. No one at Albion Park had ever opened up the podcasting box. So I said, oh, hey, I'll do some podcasting. I'll go and try it out and see you know, test it and see if we can use this to teach the kids. So, um, well, here I am. 
Well, I You're can't say that I yeah. ever, ever have, like, in high school said, hmm, I wonder if the school has a podcasting kit. I wonder if yep. I can use it. And um, I don't think there would be that many uses for it, to be perfectly no, fair. No. So, look, I'm going to just hold on to it for maybe, like, you know, six, 12 months, see if I can work out any use for it in that time. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, yeah. by then, we we might have a few sponsors and we're... We've just got all the gear. Like we've got our, look, we'll build our own studio out in the backyard. Look, the lookouts, the lookouts always on. Um, anyone yeah. who wants to throw us some money or some kit or some whatever, look, we'll take it. Yeah, take we it. are, we are all about that. Yep. Um, Parks, one more thing I've been thinking. So Gladys has been really struggling to keep everyone at home. Obviously, yep. hasn't yep. hasn't done a very good job of containing this uh, Greater Sydney COVID outbreak. Yeah. And it just got me thinking, like, why? Why aren't people staying home? And then it dawned on me yesterday, shit, we've been slack with the Holy Grail podcast. There's been nothing yeah. to keep people home, entertained, just doing the right thing, but staying away from everyone. So, look, here we are. We're doing Gladys a favour, and yeah. we're going to try and gonna try and get everyone to stay home by well, you enjoying have to, the Holy Grail podcast. People go back to their normal, like human instincts that's all about trying, routine brother like when we're not delivering the news who's going to deliver the news they've got to go out and find it themselves <laughs> and so I, I can see what you're talking about there tom because i'd be lost if if uh if some of our mates didn't come out with their podcast um <laughs> i'd be ruined i'd be lost oh, I, and absolutely. i would be out i would be out consistently doing the wrong thing and yeah Basically, being the St. George Dragons. Yes, um, yes, and we will get to that along with, along with the AFL NRL updates. Obviously, Origin is on tonight as we record. Um, mm-hmm. NBA Finals, the football Euros, the UFC, bit of cricket stuff, bit of Olympic stuff. We've got heaps to get There's through. There's heaps, actually, yeah. But first, the biggest news from the week is the Barty Party. The Barty Party. The Barty Party. How good. It was great. I I was watching this. Um, yeah, I was watching this in a lounge room with only two of my friends, and it was just an absolute spectacle. Like, and actually, I was watching this and I was scrolling through Facebook at the same time. It might have been game uh, a game break, and I noticed that it was actually. Uh, the Cats had just beaten Carlton seventy to forty four that afternoon, and the only other three time, uh, other two times that the Cats had won seventy to forty four in that year, uh, an Australian has won the Wimbledon title, which is it was almost destiny. Is to, that for is that, that courtesy of useless AFL stats? It is courtesy of oh, useless AFL God, stats. God, they're unbelievable. It's unbelievable. ridiculous. That's- Those boys, they they get it done, don't they? That's the stuff that we need to be reporting on. Like, I think so. Like, just that exact stuff. Cats won mm. 70 to 44 every time they do it. The Australian, win, an Australian wins Wimbledon. That's impressive. Yeah. It's, it is an impressive feat. And maybe there's a little bit, little bit in that. Maybe we do need to make sure that any time an Australian is playing in a Wimbledon final, we've got the Cats playing a fairly dog shit team down at yep. Skill Stadium. Yep. And, and they've just got to you know, do enough just to put to them just away. Get through. Just put them yep, away. Exactly. And then just but not like, too much. 
and then just keep the betters, all the all the uh, supporters on the on the fence. Oh, where's it gonna go? Where's it gonna go? Nup seventy forty four, bang. Yeah. So yep. I like exactly. that. Um. Um. And obviously, it was on the fiftieth anniversary of Yvonne Goolagon Corley's first Wimbledon win as well. Um. So and that was pretty pretty awesome with it being like Ash Barty's uh, first Wimbledon title. Yvonne Goolagong was one of her uh, mentors, heroes growing up. She's a, they're both uh, proud Indigenous women. And it also um, happened on NAIDOC week. It sort of capped off the end of NAIDOC week as well, which just had some really, really nice synergy about the whole, the whole sort of thing. Um, it's the first Australian win at Wimbledon since Leighton Hewitt's back in 2002. It's a fair um, time, hey. Yeah, long time. So, um, and so I don't know. It was just I think it's a really momentous, um, really significant occasion for just Australian sport, especially Australian female Indigenous sport as well. Yep, um, definitely. 100%. Ash Barty's I think put herself right up there now with sort of Yvonne Goolagong, um, and Kathy Freeman. I think she's in that sort of top echelon of um, recognisable. But also, you know, incredibly talented and great achievements as far as Indigenous um, women go. So I think that's oh, pretty... I think it's a really, like, landmark um, sporting moment as well in that sense. Yeah, for sure. No, it's... Um, I, I remember watching it and, yeah, chills down the spine. I know, yeah. you know, and, and the best part about it is that everyone got around it. And yeah. so something I'd say about most of the Australian tennis players is that um, you mentioned before when we were talking uh, about resilience. Um, there's just something about Ash Barty. Everyone loves Ash Barty. There's no one that dislikes Ash Barty. There's no one that, you know, thinks, oh, she's not a very good tennis player. Everyone loves her to bits and thinks she's an absolute superstar. Can't say the same about some of these other Australians that are coming through. So it's really, really good to have something... Um, someone like like ash getting through and and winning it on such a special occasion too so yeah 100%, um well done to ash 100%. um and you know go australia go australia it's good to see good to see positive australian uh sporting stories coming out yeah exactly right no it's it is great i think we should race race through tom uh we've, we've got, uh we've got, we've got yeah, a lot to get eight through. or nine topics to get through so we'll yep. move on to the afl you can yep. start us off, mate. Okay, so uh, let's just talk about quickly uh, the upsets. Um, yes. And I actually yes. want to c- compare code with code here. Uh, yep. AFL to NRL. There is an undeniable difference between the two in the, like, between how good the top five teams are and how good the bottom, the rest of the teams are in comparison. Yep. So in NRL, there is such a difference between, you know, Storm, Panthers, um Rabbit, rabbits, roosters, uh, and manly at the moment, they're going pretty well. Yes. There's yes. such a massive difference between the caliber of teams up there to the bottom yep. teams that it is just ridiculous. It's not fair. No. Um, no. And I think you'll actually see in the NRL that they're probably bringing a fair few rules next year to eliminate that from happening. Uh, yep. Whereas the AFL, by G, if you can pick your tips and get nine out of nine every week, you are a genie. You're like, doing very well. It's it's just unbelievable. Like, we're, we'll go back there, uh, just the 
not not the week just been, but the week before that. Um, yep. Geelong, who have been absolutely trouncing everyone, uh, toppled the Bulldogs the week before that, got convincingly beat by Brisbane, who have been questioning for a while. Um, and St Kilda, the most unpredictable team in the AFL, have just yep. absolutely trounced the reigning premiers in Richmond, 62-22. Yep. Uh, That's a story in itself, the old Tigers. The Tigers. And North Melbourne just coming from nowhere. They, they're just absolutely blown it out of the park, and, and they're playing some really good footy at the moment. Um, they had a good win over Gold Coast, who have been mediocre for a while. Um, they bought it to the Bulldogs for a couple, like for a fair bit of the game, kicked a bit straighter, yep. they were right in it. And then uh, last night, last night, yeah, last um, night, no, Monday night, Monday, Monday night, yeah. uh, beat the Eagles in the West in a, a scrappy, terrible game at Optus Stadium. It but, was um, unbelievably wet. It was unbelievably wet, but I'll tell you what, Norse have just pulled something out of her asses, and <laughs> we've been saying all year how bad they are, and yet they're proven to us that they're everything that they need to be to you know start that rebuild process so yeah yeah. um they've shown those signs that we when we were discussing earlier in the year we were like it's like you literally can't pinpoint a positive for north melbourne yeah yeah but my only thing is is this more of a story about richmond and the west coast eagles than it is the likes of... So, obviously, Collingwood also had a huge win against the Tigers. This is just gone, just this last yep. week, gone round 17. Um, yep. They came from 20 points down at three-quarter yeah, time. Yeah, it was like 22 to points win, down. Yeah, to win by 16. Um, yep. They just got on a roll. And Richmond's... Like, we know that Collingwood haven't been a great team this year, but there was a period of about 10 minutes there early in the third quarter where Richmond genuinely had no answers yep. for Collingwood. They had no answers. Yep. Um, and they just didn't, like, it wasn't the Richmond that we're used to seeing. Oh, no, that, not at you all. You know, they get challenged, but, you know, they find a way to win. They'll yep. always win it. But it was, like, I just can't help but think, like we said at the start, you just don't want to write them off. You just can't. Nah. No. Can't write them off, but maybe maybe you can now. Well, I, I've come to think that we might have to. They've dropped down to 12th on the ladder. They're behind St. Kilda, GWS, and Essendon. I'll tell you what, they're not getting past Essendon. Essendon are playing absolutely electric footy at the moment. I, I'm i loving watching Essendon play footy. The only game that I didn't enjoy was that one against Adelaide. That was a boring game of footy. But yes, um, was, I think but that was just a... a you know, Dewey Knight clash of some pretty young teams and it just yep. ended ugly. Um, yep. But, you know, their game against Melbourne there a couple of weeks ago, that was an absolute ripper of a game. Um, and it it, sh- it showed me that, you know, Melbourne, the top side, is it's they're beatable. They're, they're very yep. beatable. And because they say, play such a defensive style of game, Essendon break through that or another team break through that, it's they're right in there. They're like Melbourne, they they've got to really rely on, you know, Christian Salem and, and the likes and Matty Maxi yeah. Gorn, like yeah. numbering Petrarca. off and stuff like that. Petrarca yeah. just yeah. absolutely coming up clutch. And yeah. 
you know, they did in the end, but like Struth, it's a, even like um, uh, Petrarca actually said at the end of the game in an interview, he said, yeah, we just held them off with our defense because that's what we wanted to do. He said, a win's a win. We'll take it whenever. Yeah. And yeah. he said, that's the mindset that Melbourne have got, whereas mindset Essendon have got, it's like, well, we shouldn't be beating teams by 10 points. We should be beating them by 50 points because that's where our offense is. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah for sure. So it's a, I, I don't think Richmond... Uh, are getting past Essendon. If they are, they've got to play out of their socks for the rest of the year. Um, GWS seem to be just hanging on every now and again. Uh, they just keep losing games that they, they need keep to, losing that they losing need to win, games like that, they that one. To. They've lost to the Suns on the weekend by a point. By a point. Yeah. Um, and like that's just like I'm a huge I'm a you know Giants my second favorite team. Got a real soft spot for them, but they. Yep. Just at the moment, like they are a really young group too. You got to keep that in mind. But yep. they're just—they've dropped a couple of games now that they just had to win, and yep. they drew with North Melbourne there be a month or more ago now. Yeah, but yep. there's just been a few occasions this year that, like, to be a contender, you just need to get that. They get those two wins. They're up yep. on closer to 36 points, and they're probably more or less like they're pretty cemented in the eight. But yeah. now they're in that log jam of well, Freo a seventh on thirty two points, West Coast as well thirty two points. They're in awful form. Somehow yep. St Kilda are ninth also well, Saint, two. Mate, Saints are just they just seem to be there or thereabouts all the time. Yeah. Um, their best footy is as good. Like they're not that dissimilar to Essendon. Their best footy yeah. can beat most teams on their day. Yeah, exactly. And once again, too, another team that just keeps on keeping on is Fremantle. They just yeah. like they've absolutely trounced Hawthorne in Melbourne, yep. and uh, the week before that they lost to Carlton. And so you're just like, you know, even like the likes of Sydney. Like we pumped West Coast there two weeks ago. Uh, we had a good win against the Bulldogs on the weekend, a real gritty win. But then next week we play. Uh, GWS, fuck! Don't write GWS to win by forty points here because oh, you just don't oh, know what's going to happen. Absolutely, absolutely. Even Port I've seen this week have St Kilda, and mm. that's just one that I'm just like, oh, just danger game. Like at yeah. Marvel Saturday night. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Port drop this or win it by ten goals. Yeah. Based yeah. off St Kilda, so like. Yeah, it's it's a wide open competition, and as you say, when you compare it to like the NRL, it just like the NRL, you've only really got the top five, and everyone yep. else after that is yep. junk. But no, exactly right. One through 12, 13, maybe even fourteen. I mean, Collingwood won on the weekend. Like everyone is capable of winning matches. Yeah, 100%. Is, every team is capable of winning matches. North Melbourne at eighteenth have knocked off West Coast at eighth. Yeah. Um, it's it's a wide open comp. Melbourne yeah. is still sitting on top, but I don't know. I'm just not convinced they're the team. I'm um, not convinced Melbourne's like if you're looking at that at that like that top four there right now. Yeah. You you're like stuck trying to pick one to win it. Like clearly yep. going to win it out of that top yep. four. And, and then even even Swans on the weekend beat yeah. Western Bulldogs in a convincing fashion, like a really good convincing win. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I don't know, Port haven't really been able to match it with top teams yet, so whether you can throw them in there as well, I don't know. But you know what, it's a though? wide open race. You know what? I would actually say that Port Adelaide have been the most consistent team in the eight this year. They like, have been. Like, consistently, they've been, like, that team that's not quite that top four calibre, and they yep. lose to those teams, but they edge out the likes of Sydney and West Coast yep. and Frio. Um, yep. And so, like, in terms of you're looking at it, like, yeah, you've, you've got to say, well, if you're going to pick form, you'd pick Port Adelaide because you know who they're going to yep. win against. And so... Well, <laughs> And another thing with Port, like as I was saying with the Giants, they've lost those close games. Port have generally won those closer games. Yeah. Um, the ones that they've lost have been when Brisbane, Geelong, Bulldogs, Melbourne have just been too good on the day and beat yeah. them by four or five, six goals. Yeah. But those close ones where the game's there to win, they've won the majority of them, hence why they're fifth and in as good a spot as, yeah. you know, they're yep. not that far behind those real top teams, but... It's, yeah, um, it'll make an interesting back end of the year, anyway. Yeah, to it. it will make it'll be um, it'll be an awesome final series. I think that yeah. there won't be any blowouts. That'll be uh, big games. Um, if I was picking my eight at this stage, if I was going to pick the top eight to finish, uh, yeah. you'd have obviously top four. I'd I'd say top six are probably going to stay pretty similar. Yeah, I'd agree. I don't see anyone really knocking off those. I mean, Fremantle's two games behind Sydney. Um, some drastic things that have to happen between that seven to twelve spots for that to happen, yep. uh, and then seven and eight, it's anyone's game. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, Essendon yeah. and Freo. Okay. So Freeman Freo at seven, Essendon at eight. I think Essendon's playing some ripping footy at the moment. West Coast, yep. you can't convince me that they're gonna even be able to well, sell ice to an Eskimo. West Coast, I still look at their team and I'm like, you are filled with guns, but yeah. At the same time, they just lose. They lost to the North Melbourne at, at Optus. At home. You just can't yeah. be doing that. Nah. Um, and then, I yes, yeah, so you've said Freo and Essendon. Essendon. I reckon yeah. I'm going to go, again, I still haven't watched the Freo game all year, but they've been no. in seventh. Talk about consistent. They've been about seventh yeah. or eighth all year. Yeah. Um, I, reckon, and I reckon the Giants, they've got Stephen Canelio coming back this week. Yeah, um, yeah. He won't be. He won't come in and absolutely dominate through the midfield. I read that they'll yep. probably play him sort of half forward, a little bit through the midfield. Yeah, um, he hasn't in. played since round three, but he's a really like he's their captain. I know he's a really popular player. Yep. I'm going to back him to find some of his best form and really yep. complement the likes of Kelly and Green and Hopper and Taranto. Yeah, and these blokes. Um, and I reckon the Giants. So I reckon Freo will probably be seventh, and the Giants yep. might scrape into eighth. I reckon we've got to get the uh, the Giants' best player onto our podcast, Tom. Jacob Hopper's been playing out of Jacob his socks. Jacob Hopper has been playing out of his skin. Um, like he's I, genuinely been absolutely killing it. I was just having I a reckon, look at that game on the weekend yeah. and had an absolute... Him and Took Miller, holy moly, yeah. Took Miller had a day out. He had two goals and 35 disposals or something like that. He had an absolute ripping day. Um, hops, hops in his 100th game too. Had, uh, what did he had? He had 41 for the day. Yeah, That's so not bad. A, and 27 might kicks. A, might need to slide into his DMs and see if I can um, see if I can get an interview lined yeah. up just for just as we're going into the business end of the season. Mate, I yeah, you know what? I'd take it. Um, <laughs> oh, and mate, just before, that's on my to-do list. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, and just before we move on from AFL, uh, next week or this weekend coming is Jack Rewalt's 300th game for the Richmond Footy Club. Uh, it's yep. a massive, massive day for the Richmond Footy Club. Jack, Jack's been a, a staple of their dynasty for yep. a long time. I can't remember when he debuted. Wags would be able to yep. tell me. But um, we watched uh, AFL 360 last night uh, and had Robbo and and Jack on there. And yep. it, it was a, had a, quite a good video on there. And his old man was on there. Nick was on there. Uh, and it was a great little segment. And... To my surprise, Robbo didn't go, yeah, well, you know what? All that's good and well, but how come you lost to the Suns on the weekend? I was a bit surprised he didn't say that, but... Yeah. Oh, Collingwood, yeah. sorry, on the weekend. Yeah. Um, but, no, nah, it'll be it'll be a great match. Uh, they've got uh, Brisbane, so it'll be a ripping game on Friday night yeah. at, at the G, I can only assume. Um, and, yeah, it's going to be a, a pretty big spectacle. So, congratulations yeah. to Jack. Uh, good shout. He kicked your 700th on the weekend as well. He did too. He's, uh, uh, yeah, Nick Rewalt's been sitting in the commentary box watching Jack just get everything a little bit better than him. <laughs> <laughs> Most of his career. So, uh, yeah, no, it's a it's a great achievement. Uh, Jack Rewalt's one of the stars of the game. Uh, and I'll yep. go down and... Richmond's history books is one of their best fours they've ever had. So, yeah, um, good shout, Parks. Good shout. Yeah, uh, that's good. NRL, NRL. Let's we'll keep on keeping on. Um, I think we right, just we're stick with the with... same theme that we we're talking about with the AFL yep. just yep. before we jump into Origin. Uh, so, like we were saying, you know, the AFL is quite an unpredictable sort of yes. logjam, as as you've written here, Tom. Yep. Um, yep. But I'm looking at the NRL ladder. No one outside of Storm, Panthers, Rabbits, and Eels, and maybe Roosters worries me. Yep. <laughs> so, yep. and and the rest of them are just kind of you know, wherever you're sitting on the ladder, usually you win if you're higher than the other team. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, um. And you've got a feel for I think the Roosters like I think they just snuck over. I haven't really been watching much league since I've been home in this lockdown. No. But um, the Roosters just snuck over the Bulldogs. Last yep. match, um, yep. But you got to keep in mind that they'll get back Angus Crichton and yep. Teddy, um, yep. and they're the big, big ins. Oh, absolutely! And like the Sea Eagles, we know that the Sea Eagles are like they're not much good at all without Tommy. So yeah, they get yep. Tommy back. So I think you can probably say that that top six, including like the Roosters, will improve. The Sea Eagles yep. will be there or thereabouts, and yep. then the Dragons are in seventh. From yeah, like, <laughs> they won't be. The they won't be by going. the end of the. <laughs> they like, won't be by the end of it. They've got. Oh, I did not even realize that they were like. Like I thought they were junk. The dragons. I thought well, they would be in like. Well, they were junk. They were junk up until, you know, like around round seven, round eight. Yeah, yeah. Um, started to they, click a little bit. Round seven, they got flogged by the roosters. Round eight, got beat by West. That's right. I remember that. And then round nine, pumped the Bulldogs. And so I think they just started hitting their stride there. Um, and so and they've the won eight decide, of their 16. And then the boys decided to go have a barbecue at Shell Harbour. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and the um, boys falling off. Tom, do you want to just, you know, just go over the news headlines there? Just uh, I don't have them in front of me, but I'm just going to like go off the top of my head. So they've gone yep. to Paul Vaughan's place. He lives in Shell yep. Harbour. 
they oh, I heard I saw an interview with Josh McGuire this morning and he was like well there haven't really been any cases in Shell Harbour so we just thought that you know it was just a barbecue at the boys place so it'd be alright to go down there um, yep. so they had like obviously the rules were was it five or was it down to like two people at that stage uh, I, I think it two. was five in your home at that point yeah um, um, oh actually had... no it wasn't it was the day that it changed to two yeah that's what I was thinking so yeah, it's gone it was right that down. Friday um, and anyway the literally all bar I think there was four players from the starting like 18 yeah. who weren't at that party yeah. um, so pretty much the entire dragons have dragons like starting squad have been rubbed out um yeah paul vaughan's lost his contract um he's yeah and copped an eight match ban um yeah there's been a lot of sort of 50 i don't know some of them got fined fifty thousand dollars others have been fined like three thousand dollars so i don't know how they've worked these fines and whatever well i think i think what we worked out was that they had that like portion from the the police where it was you know the thousand dollar fine for breaching covid laws um and then it was an it was combined with an nrl uh i don't know whether they followed that up with like you know the police find them or the nrl itself Uh, the nrl put heaps of fines on top of them yeah yeah Yeah. so um um, yeah no it's and you know jack debellin just back into Hiding the squad, just finding his feet again after a massive, long, taxing court case, oh. and and now he's gone and broken the rules again. You, you can't really help but think uh, you're a bit of a dickhead. Um, and he copped a bigger fine than others because he initially hit under the bed. Um, <laughs> the police came. <laughs> oh. Uh, so you're a big he, dude, Jack. You so, can't just fit under a bed. Well, he did. He did fit under the bed, but then all the like when the they started doing an investigation into it, um, he turned himself into the police. I think yeah. and said, "Yeah, I was actually there." Um, yeah. Maddie Dufty apparently took his six pack of beers and sprinted mm. off, just legged yeah. it on foot. Um, he's got in trouble too. So I don't know. Just and who was that? Was it Corey Norman that left his? Uh, wallet That's behind. Right. Yeah, he was another one who ran away but left his he, wallet behind. He jumped so up, went, jumped the fence but left his wallet on the Barbie. So <laughs> that speaks guilty. Um, so I don't know. The, like, and I didn't realize that they were such a chance. Like this year, still. Yeah. They're seven anymore. Like they've just got a string. Like I don't know how how many rounds. Doesn't matter how many rounds left. Say there's six, seven rounds left. Yeah. They string together four wins, three or four yeah. wins. They play finals. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. They won't be doing that with their, uh, you know, under 18s team. I would no, say. no. I'd I'd say that whoever the Dragons play this week, they play Manly um, yeah. on Friday night after Origin tonight. I'd say Turbo will play unless he gets a slight injury tonight. Um, yeah, you'd be touch and go, uh, and. I think that they'll get pumped. I think so too. Um, I really think so too. Um, I'll actually probably watch that game just so I watch them get pumped. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just want to see what their under-18s are scrapping, lo- scrapping up like. <laughs> Never know. Our, um, our mate Benny Arant might get a gig. He yeah, might be, yeah. Might the be Figo boys. So, 
Um, might be might be mates with the whole the whole uh, dragons team. Yeah, he could be. He could be. <laughs> um, and yep. then Origin tonight. Origin tonight. Origin tonight. So obviously, game three. It's the results already decided. But yeah. Um, up on the Goldie, looking to clean sweep. Yeah, the late change from yep. uh, Newcastle to the Goldie. Yep, from the um, Steel City. And yeah, I don't know. Uh, you'd have to think that even though both Cleary and Luai are out, so the quality yep. halves pairing are both out. Whiten and Mitch Moses come in, both yep. untried, I believe, like in the halves at Origin level. Yep. Mitch yep. Moses coming in to make his debut, so. Mitch Moses will be good, I reckon. I reckon he'll have a good game. Yeah, I know. Look, he's got absolute superstars around him. Like, yep. when in doubt, give it to Turbo or Trell, and they'll probably do okay <laughs> after that. Yeah, um, exactly. So, I would expect New South Wales to still get the chockies comfortably here. Would yeah. you yep. Would you say anything different? No, no, I wouldn't say anything different. Um, Queensland, uh, they're, you know... They just keep on keeping on, to be honest, and they're not really doing. They're they're not really doing enough to make me consider that they might be coming back. That they might have a chance. They didn't do enough in game two. Game two was, you know, the first fifteen minutes. You thought, oh, oh, here we go. Queensland's here. They cut rock up, yep. rocked up the play, yep. and then they they just get a penalty or something go against them. And it just goes out the door quicker than you can blink. And you're just like, oh. when they, When they've had momentum, they haven't been able to obviously put points on the board. They've scored six points for the like for the whole thing, for the whole series. They've scored yeah. six points. Yeah. So they haven't been out. Their attack just hasn't been, it's been non-existent. So when they have had momentum, they haven't been able to make the most of it. And then New South Wales withstood that. And then when yeah. they get the momentum, then it's just Trell and Turbo and Addo Carr and Toto and Tedesco just, you know, absolutely yeah. just scoring tries left, right and centre. Yeah. Um, Queensland have bought in Kalen Ponga and so he'll be a good addition to fullback. Um, yep. And Hamaso Tabua Fido, the yep. hammer from North Queensland, he's picked in the centres. Yeah. Dude is quick. Like, yep. un- undoubtedly he's so quick. But he's a 19-year-old fullback. Who yeah, is has played a little bit in this. Like has played this season. Is this yep. been his first consistent season? I think it's played a it's, bit um, last year, but it's a big it's Queensland's gamble. answer to Tommy Turbo. That's yep. what it is. Yep. So look, if he if they can get him in open space, he's unbelievably quick. Like he yep. can be an attacking weapon. However, yep. I don't know how his defence holds up, especially like defending in the centres. If yeah. you know, if New South Wales give it to Trell one on one with him, like I think he'd be doing very well to stop him. So it'll yeah. be interesting. But they've sort of gone for that injection of pace with Ponga and um, Tabuafido coming in. So yep, that could nah. change things possibly. But I don't know. It just seems like an uphill battle. Yeah, for the Queenslanders. Um, I tend to agree. And they've also had the early. Um, the early setback early in the week in the Origin camp, um, Jai Arrow tried to bring in uh, brought in unauthorized person to the Origin camp. Did you see this, Parks? 
Oh, I haven't seen this. No, this no, is news to me. He's been suspended for a couple of weeks for a COVID bubble breach. Um, oh. And he's brought in someone who was described as a dancer. Um, <laughs> so he has since got a heavy fine, um, missed a couple of games, and his girlfriend, who apparently they've been on and off for the last few years, but is a former Miss Australia, so yeah, right. not too bad of looking, is um, yep. has since unfollowed him on Instagram. So he uh, might have paid a fairly hefty fine for trying to sneak this said dancer into it's a, the origin that's camp. A, that's a fairly expensive dancer, if you ask me. Um, oh, my lord. Yeah, no, um, I can't say that that's the smartest thing that Jai will ever have done. I think he'll regret nah. that severely yep. over the next so, few weeks. And so he's dropped out of the Queensland lineup. But look, other than that, um, Happy Coruscant comes in, makes his debut for New South Wales. Yep. And Dale Finucane's come back as well. He's just a, you know, ever reliable kind of forward. So I think yep. I'm backing New South Wales to take this one comfortably again. I'm also going to back New South Wales. Uh, should we do a margin, Tom? What are you going to say? Uh, I'm going to go Blues. Blues by 14. Uh, I'm going to go a bit higher. I'm going to go Blues by 22. Yeah, okay. All right. um, well, I, think um, that, I think that they're just going to absolutely romp them. I don't think Queensland have got it in them. By the time most people will be listening to this, unless you're right on it, um, most people will probably already know the results. So yep. we'll see how close we are. Yep. No, that'll be good. I'll send you a six-pack down so you can pick it up at Dan Murphy's in Albury. Thanks, mate. <laughs> if, if you win um, <laughs> anything on, on else on NRL I think we'll keep moving because we've still got okay. NBA finals this is yep. your this is your territory right. I reckon we'll just skip we'll just skip straight to the finals obviously I reckon we do so I I was just going to say you know it's uh, it's probably not the finals that everyone ex- expected no, um, no but I tell you what it's exciting so the Suns and the Bucks have made it to the NBA finals uh, Bucks obviously being the Eastern Conference Finals champions, Suns being the Western Conference, um, and you know Master Yoda and his and his young Padawans just sit, keep on keeping on. Um, they they've got off to a flyer. They had a two game lead on them uh, until the finals moved to Milwaukee, uh, where Giannis has gone off for forty one points, thirteen rebounds, and six assists. Yeah. Uh, all of this coming off a hyperextended knee, which you know which looked the yuckiest thing. looked terrible, looked almost as bad as an injury we're going to talk about a bit later, um, okay. and it's it was um, it was quite gruesome. And he's come back after a week, and he's now dropping. I think he's you know first game he only played thirty six minutes, didn't uh, didn't do that well. Second game. Uh, carried the bucks, but just couldn't get out of the line because Chris Middleton sucks. Uh, and then third game has just gone off and 41 points, carried the team. Here, boys, get on my shoulders. We're going for a ride. Um, now, Parks, you'd be proud of me. I actually have been watching most of these games. And I'm I'd be disappointed quite, if you haven't been. Yeah, yeah. I'm quite keen to tune in um, to yep, tomorrow's go. morning's game as well. But yep. Giannis in that... Well, firstly, Chris Paul was just unbelievable those first couple of games. Oh, yep. Um, but 
like it's the first time I've actually really watched the Suns, and they they've got really good young depth. Like I, they've had that. Um, is it Cameron? John? Cam Johnson. No, Cam or Johnson. Cameron Payne. Uh, more Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson. Um, yeah. He's been coming on doing pretty well, and then yep. in that second game, who's the dude who top scored? It was another. Uh, Bridges. Game. Oh yeah, yeah Mikael Bridges. Yeah, Mikael Bridges was and like these blokes who I hadn't really seen or heard of much before. Like they were stepping up, and obviously like Booker and Paul and yeah. um, DeAndre Ayton were playing really well as well. Yeah. Um, in that second game, Giannis just God, he just tried his hardest, but no one oh, was coming with him. Yeah, truly was the only buck to get off the bus. Yeah, but exactly. Since they've gone back to Milwaukee, the Bucks are looking. They're looking good again. Yeah, yeah. So I think um, I think the key here for Milwaukee is um, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday both need to pull the fingers out of their asses. You know, they they um, Chris Middleton in game two shot 31 percent from the field. Drew Holiday thirty three percent. Drew Holiday like he is amazing on the defensive end. Uh, had four personal fouls by the start of the fourth quarter, which is yeah. not a place you want to be. And um, he shot, yeah, 7 of 21. Just can't be doing that, hey. Um, Giannis had 42, 12, and 4. Uh, I think I think it was that game. It might have been that game or the game before. Uh, the third game, sorry. I think it was the third game where in the third quarter, he literally just was screaming at whoever had the ball, bring it up and just give me the ball and just iso it. And, um, I still think that they play Giannis the wrong way. I think that they... Giannis needs to learn to play in the post a bit more where they where he plays off the ball and is more of a roller. So he plays more of a power forward uh, center role, kind of like a Murray Stoudemire with Steve Nash. Um, okay. yep. I think if Bucks don't win here in the, in the, win the finals here, they really need to shop around for a, a playmaking, a really good playmaking um, point guard, someone yep. like a Rondo or something like that that can pass the yep. ball. Um, give you a bucket when you need it, um, but you know play that pick and roll game with Giannis, uh, and I think that that'd be unstoppable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, if the Bucks were to lose tomorrow morning, can yeah. they still like? Can they win it still? I see if they win tomorrow morning, I see Phoenix winning it in Game Five. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. that going back to Phoenix, a hostile crowd for Giannis. Yeah. Um, if that dude's not firing, then they're in trouble. Yeah. Uh, if Chris Middleton's not tr- not firing, sorry, they're in trouble. Um, and you know, last game, even though the scores don't reflect that, Devin Booker had a terrible game. Twenty one percent from the field, didn't play the fourth quarter. Only so only played twenty nine minutes for the game. DeAndre Ayton got uh, he fouled. No, he didn't foul that. He had five fouls early in the fourth, so he had to sit. Um, Chris Paul just, like, shot well, like, really well and was shooting tough jumpers but wasn't shooting enough when yep. the, the time came for him to be shooting. Um, credit to Milwaukee. They defended really well and kind of isolated him, making sure that he wasn't the one shooting the ball and forced others to shoot, and they just didn't, yep. didn't capitalize. Uh, in that game three, though, Cam Johnson, who we were just talking about, Annihilated PJ, PJ Tucker from the dotted oh, line. That was oh, sick. I saw that. <laughs> Just and like here, run like... at me. <laughs> that, that was, was great. 
that was as good a one as oh that's probably the first like really good one i've ever seen like as it happened yeah um but that's still like as good a one as i've seen obviously i haven't been following the nba much um, yeah for a very yeah. long time but that was quality well it was really quality well i um the nba actually released the best posters of the playoffs over the last uh two years um, or the best dunks it was, and yep. it was like the top ten. And in first place was DeAndre Ayton's alley oop to win game one against the Clippers. Yes, uh, yes. where he caught it with point nine seconds. It yep. was pretty sick. Yep. Don't get me wrong. But in number two, which I thought was daylight robbery, Kawhi's poster on Derek Favors, which we spoke about in, yeah. in the podcast you previously. That one, didn't you? Oh my lord, that is one of the <laughs> best posters I've ever seen. It was. <laughs> disgusting um but yeah no it was it, it was a good uh, good game uh milwaukee ended up blowing them out but uh yeah in terms of tips for tomorrow's game uh i'm gonna pick the bucks i think the bucks yeah. uh, they're just gonna come through must win game uh yeah. devin book is gonna step up it's gonna be a real close one i wouldn't uh, i would say coming i see it coming down to the last two possessions uh kind of thing we haven't yep. had one of those yet. We've had, yep. you know, convincing wins so far. I've been having that yet. Yeah. Um, so I, I think I see, yeah, I see Bucks winning, but yep. I, if Phoenix win, call it, call it series. Yeah. Put the house on them. So, what's your ultimate tip? What's your ultimate tip? What are you going? Um. Yeah, I'm going with Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Going Milwaukee? Yep. Okay. Well, who are you go, going with? I reckon I'm going Phoenix in seven. Going Phoenix. Phoenix yep. in seven? Yeah. Oh, so you want me in the in the uh, oh, the whole yep. Okay. Yep. I'm going I'm going Phoenix in six. Okay. Phoenix in six. I yep. I think sorry, I was saying I reckon Milwaukee will win tomorrow. Oh yeah. Or go yep. back to Phoenix, they'll win game five and then go to Milwaukee again and I reckon that they'll just come out and Devin Booker will step up. Everyone will yep. be there. They all know how to play their role. Um, that's my one flaw with Milwaukee is they don't have enough pieces around them, around Giannis. If Chris yep. Middleton doesn't fire, Drew Holiday doesn't fire, they're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, I reckon you go, while you're warmed up, you go UFC, and then I'll just zoom through a few things that have sort of caught Roger. during the week. So, yes, UFC 264 happened over, what day was it? Sunday, on Sunday for us. So it was Saturday night in Las Vegas. Uh, Crowds back to UFC. Um, And one of the biggest cards uh, in recent memory, um, it was obviously the trilogy fight between Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier, which ended in quite a dramatic fashion. Um, Conor's leg. Connor, Connor, uh, yeah, had a clean break of his tibia. Um, it's been, it's come out that John Kavanagh, his uh, his coach, has yep. said that it was a front, uh, a front kick, that uh, broke the broke the tibia, and then as he came back down on it, it gave way, and he as he rolled it, and um, obviously he broke it there. Um, uh, Dustin Poirier seems to think that it was a, a, a kick that he checked, which would make yep. more sense until you think about it in the sense that Connor actually played, uh, will continue to fight for the whole of that round. 
and then was yep. on the ground, was up kicking him with that ankle, that same ankle. Yep. Um, it just doesn't seem to make sense that that would have broken it. Um, it may have weakened it, but, yep. um, you know, things happen. But, yeah, no, it ended in quite a dramatic fashion. And the verbal exchanges coming out after that that fight was pretty ridiculous. <laughs> um, I don't know if anyone's listened to the interviews. Go do yourself a favor if you want to hear um, some classic Conor McGregor bad, bad mouth. Um, they don't like each other, these dudes, and it's pretty hilarious to watch. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the other one that's came out of that is uh, Bam Bam Tuivasa has absolutely demolished. I think his name is Brent Harvey Hardy, um, an American dude, and he, yeah, just uh, he got caught with a right hand from Hardy, and Hardy's yep. come in, missed his two shots, and he's just come around with a left hook and absolutely dropped him. Bloke didn't move; he was a stiff as a board, and. Um, yeah, that's all she wrote, and that's he jumped up on the fence, uh, looked at uh, Steve will do it uh, from the Nelk Boys. Okay. Uh, Steve chucked him his shoe, chucked him a, a can of Happy Dad, and he did a shoey <laughs> on the side of the fence, and that was pretty elite. Um, um, that's pretty unreal. I know I didn't see this. I know very very little about Bam Bam Tuivasa, but I yep. do know that he is also an Aboriginal bloke, absolutely killing it in Native yes. Week. So yes, he is. Add yeah. no, so another one another to the tally. One. Yep. Um, with Ash Barty winning Wimbledon and Paddy Mills being named the flag bearer, yeah, or the Olympics, the first and Indigenous man to be named the flag a flag bearer. So our first Indigenous person. So yeah, that's pretty cool. I reckon. I reckon cool. it's awesome, and I. I uh, Bam Bam walked out with the uh, Aboriginal flag wrapped around uh, his back, which I thought was yep. awesome as well. Um, in the middle of Las Vegas, it's yeah, it's just awesome. Uh, yep. And then another thing, uh, Paddy Mills carrying uh, Australia yeah. without Ben Simmons over the US, what meant to be the the rebirth of US basketball, and then. <laughs> They've lost to Nigeria and Australia in their opening two exhibition yeah. matches, um, yeah. which is embarrassing. Um, this is still this is still an absolutely star-studded uh, lineup, like the American lineup. Oh, it's Durant with Lillard, um, Levine, Beal, yeah. Tatum, uh, Draymond Green, uh, Bam Adebayo. Like, there's some absolute superstars in that lineup. Um, and but yeah, the jingles getting over him. Jingles, Dante yeah. Exum, Matisse Thibault, uh, Paddy Mills. Paddy Mills is just hitting step back threes from everywhere, wherever he wants. Um, you don't Paddy see Mills. it happen very often on the Spurs because uh, yeah. old Pops got got a um, a certain way he goes about it, if you will. Yeah. Um, um, and um, Paddy, Paddy for Australia. I've just I've heard a I've listened to his uh, Howie Games interview with Mark Howard. Yep. And his, like, love for playing for Australia is just, mm. like... It's like no other passion you've heard of. Like, just listen to him talk about it. He, like, genuinely lives for it. Yeah, It's his thing. Um, and that's why he just rocks up and just kills it whenever he plays yeah. for Australia. And he is the reason, like, for Australia's... Like, they've been improving, they've been improving. 
maybe like you know obviously Ben Simmons in would have been nice but yep. maybe just with the group they've got they're all completely bought in and they're just ha- like happy to just follow Paddy's lead yeah, and they might they might do a bit of do a bit of damage in the Olympics, mate. Book them up for the gold. I say, yeah. no, we um, I, I read something the other day. Matisse Thibault knew three people's names at the first time he played for Australia. Um, so yeah, he plays for the Philadelphia 76ers, so he knows Ben yeah. Simmons, but Ben Simmons yeah. isn't there, so that would have been yeah. four, but. <laughs> But he unfortunately, he stuck with Patty, three. That's about it. Yeah, so he knew he would have known Jingles, he would have known Paddy, and he probably would have known Dante Exum. And that's yeah. about it. Maybe Aaron Baines, but like looked at him and said, oh, I know you, but I don't remember yeah. your name. Kind of vibe. <laughs> um, and so <laughs> it's, uh, but they seem to be gelling all right. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that's all I've got uh, for UFC and NBA. All right, just a couple of quick things that I've seen um, throughout it. the week. So there was obviously the football Euros. Um, yep. There was oh. all, the, all the talk. It's coming home. Football's coming home throughout the week. And England lost, which yep. just makes me so happy. They lost in penalties oh. against England. Um, yep. Now, this is I didn't follow the football Euros really at all. I saw a couple no, of scores throughout it. Couldn't I couldn't give the slightest this game. Shit. I don't really care at all. However... No. England were so invested and they were so like up and about. They haven't won a major tournament in like 60 years or something stupid, which is ridiculous. Yeah. And England lost. So that's awesome. That was just a quick tip bit. And England football fans are just like off their heads and they just breaking shit, you know, throwing absolute tantrums, tantrums like saw some vision of just, people fighting in the street like just so angry so well anyway england lost which is good uh, i i can't work out whether i um i want to be there or i don't want to be in england when that happens because i'll tell you what they throw a hell of a party but it's violent i heard that that every single pub like this might someone might just made this up but i read during facebook oh like on facebook that when the game was on every single pub in England and there's like you can imagine it's probably a million pubs or there'd be 300,000 pubs or something yep. every single one was booked out you couldn't get to see that yep that's like <laughs> it is ridiculous and they still lost which is awesome love that uh, go Italy go Italy um, well, I'm all about it our neighbour's Italian and he watched it and he dressed <laughs> his dog up in an Italian gear he was showing oh, yeah, no, Dave. Um, oh, but, but yeah, no, I I don't really give a shit about football, unfortunately, about soccer. Um, I'm sorry, listeners, if you are a, a soccer supporter, please message us. Um, we'd be happy to cover it. I don't know how yep. much um, content you'd get out of it, but <laughs> uh, we'd be happy to cover it. We just we know none of our mates care about soccer either. So we don't really cover it. Um, so if you'd like us to cover it, please hit us up. Now, another one that people really probably don't care about in, what are we, the middle of July. Yeah. But there's been a bit of cricket going on. Yeah. And We're invested, Tom. Although, yeah, I'm, I'm invested. I'm always invested. Um, I, watched, I watched it last night. Have absolutely trounced Australia so yep. far in this T20 series. 
yep. um, won the first three games of a five-match series. Australia are missing some key players, Warner, Smith, Cummins, the likes. Yep. However, like the West They're Indies, I've gone through their team. The West Indies are actually so good, especially at T20 cricket. Who is um, um, the, oh, the, the batsman that's running water for him at the moment? Um, was it Kyron Pollard? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, Kyron Fun. Pollard's there. He is their captain, but he's injured yep. at the moment. Yeah. Um, yep. So even without like him, their best player, arguably, they're yep. still winning. Um, but the main thing I took away from it, so Chris Gale's been out of form. Yep. He hadn't scored over 30 the last 10 innings or like this year or whatever. It doesn't matter. Yep. But the, my favourite thing so far from this series has been Chris Gale talking about Chris Gale. So in his post-match <laughs> interview, he got, I think he got best off. He got me out of the match or whatever. Yeah. And I think it was 13 times he managed to mention Chris Gale or the universe boss in this interview. And so just a little snippet of it is, yep. you guys should be happy to see Chris Gale still on the field. Just respect <laughs> the universe boss and let him have some fun. That's Chris Gale and Chris Gale. <laughs> he is he is prime time like arrogance but in such a good way <laughs> so um, good but look it seems like the West Indies boys like, it seems like they love him like he's obviously unbelievably oh. arrogant he yeah. would have his moments but he's still kicking around with them and it'd be pretty cool to have like Chris Gale kicking around in the dressing room you think so oh, that's I would, something I'd love it it'd be a bit of entertainment too because oh, I think his absolutely. arrogance would become a bit of a show Honestly, yeah, and for sure. That's it's funny because you know when we think about arrogance, like neither you or I are arrogant at all. But, but like, if I it gets to a yourself. point where there's like arrogance, and you're like, yeah, you're arrogant. If you go beyond that, it's yep. it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, so key is here, guys. If you are arrogant, be more arrogant. It's and gonna be better off. And I think yeah, in the game as well, Chris Gale went past 14,000 T20 runs yeah. or something yep. stupid. And he's made like 18 T20 centuries with a high score of about 185. Yep. So, look, dude can play the code. Dude can play yeah. the code. Yeah, he can. He's um, uh, he's an all-timer. Uh, I think he'll go down the history books as one of the best to do it in the T20 form. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you can't really that, deny that. And to think that he was starting, like, sort of, I'm going to say it, I guess, like, 2003, 2004, yeah. like, yeah. well before the start of two, T20, like, he, you know, it's not like he's grown up playing T20, he was just no. the perfect player for it, and he's just milked it for everything it's worth, so good on him. Yeah, yeah. Um, last couple of things cricket-wise, so, due to a COVID outbreak inside the squad, England literally had to change their entire squad, so they had a squad of 16 all yep. 16 of them had to go into isolation they brought in a new 16 players so this is literally England's like threes yep. and they are still smoking Pakistan in white ball games I don't have the um, scores in front of me but Baba Azam scored 150 odd overnight Yep, and they still lost convincingly <laughs> so uh, even England's a- threes England's threes are still getting over Pakistan, which is, yep, good to see. Yeah. And then the last thing, so commentating on this, uh, Sky Sports are doing the, doing the coverage in England. And yep. they've got Dinesh Kartik, who's a former 
Indian wicketkeeper. He was sort of like wicketkeeper batsman. He was sort of yep. always behind MS, but played a little bit as a batsman. You know, he's sort of been around. He was around a long time. Yeah. Anyway, so he made comments uh, while on commentary. He said something along the lines of, so using someone else's bat or picking up someone else's bat is a bit like your neighbor's wife. It just feels better. <laughs> what? Live on air. I've stolen this directly from the great cricketer. So thank you. Thanks to them for doing the research for me. But they were DK's comments. <laughs> oh, Lordy. That's... um. Bit how you go. I'm a bit on the nose. That's red hot. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, that's that's the kind of thing that happens, you know, when you're, you know, uh, on air. Like, you think you're off air, but you're on air. Uh, a bit like uh, Warney and Simmons. Yeah. Uh, Simons. Um, and that's the kind of thing you say there, but don't know about just come live. straight out. Cracking. Just come straight out live. Hey, look, we're just talking about Chris Gale arrogance. You've just got to have the arrogance to do it. You've just got to yep. do it. And then it yep. becomes funny because, you know what? It's pretty funny. Oh, far out. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, that's uh, red hot. I like that. That was a good way to end with cricket. That keeps me... Yep. I want to I want to hear more from him, from Dinesh Kartik. <laughs> yeah. Keep coming, DK. Keep it coming. So Keep it coming. That's, uh, that's cricket. Do we want to just wrap cricket. up on... The Olympics? Yeah, you can wrap up on the Olympics because right. I, um, you know what? I'm going to put it out there. I'm not a massive fan of the Olympics. I think it's yep. one of those those uh, things that comes around every four years and I'm not staying up till 3am to watch it. Um, well, I haven't got <laughs> heaps for it, but it's nah. going ahead without crowds, which for a start, oh, I would yep. be pretty disappointed with if I were an athlete competing yep. there. Um, yeah. Obviously, can't bring over any loved ones or anything like that, like they normally no. would. So that would be disappointing for a start. Yeah. Um, but it is going ahead. The I saw a few of the Australians had touched down in Tokyo, uh, Tokyo. in the last week. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I was just going to say, obviously, you reckon you're not that into it, but yep. what are you most looking forward to? Olympics. I'm I, obviously I'm going to be looking forward to the basketball. Uh, I think yep. that you know the Aussies are a fairly red hot crack. Uh, when I say I'm not that into the Olympics, if you know if you get into the end of the heats and into the finals and stuff like that of uh, of your respected event, and there's Australians yep. there, I'll get around and watch the replays oh, or something sure. like that. Yeah. It's just not something that I sit up at one o'clock in the morning to watch because I'm religious about it. Um, <laughs> And so I'm all about the Aussies getting up and getting around them. Um, yep. So good luck to all the Australians that are going over there. But yeah, no, basketball's my, my go-to yep. for, for that. Um, I think that most of my friends would be similar. Yeah, I'd have to say watching Paddy Mills go around and a bit of European handball on top of that. European always, handball is entertaining. Always nice to tune in. We'll watch some Norway versus Sweden in European handball and um, yep. Yep. froth over that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that um, is that is good. I reckon that's about all I've got. Parks, I reckon we've that's done all that I've got as efficiently as we've ne- nearly ever done it. Yeah, I um, think so too. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, a shout out to uh, Title Shot Boxing uh, by Lee Murray. Lee Murray's yep. um, running some lockdown workouts at the moment uh, for all us in in Wollongong area. Um, if you're not actually on the Facebook page, search it up, Title Shot Boxing uh, on Facebook. Uh, he 
drops in a, a lockdown event every uh, every day or every two days, every 24 hours, I think it is. And yep. uh, there's prizes to be won, um, merch. You know, he does like PT sessions, stuff like that. Uh, he's an awesome boxing coach. He's a ex. I'm pretty sure he's an ex world world boxing coach. Um, and yeah, he's a great mate of ours and we'll get around him yep. and he's putting the work in for us in the lockdown. So we'll put the work in and shout outs in for him. So, yeah, uh, good on you, Lee. Great shout parks. Good on you, Lee. Um, and I reckon that's pretty, I reckon that's a pretty good way to wrap up. I think it's a great um, way to hope wrap everyone, up. Hope everyone's doing okay in lockdown. Stay yep. fit, active, keep trying to do things you like and yeah. Yep. Yeah, well, we're we're um, we're gonna try and keep these uh, rolling out as much as possible. Obviously, yep. lockdown's been extended for another couple of weeks, so we're gonna try and push one out next week, um, and hopefully it goes well. Send us in some Holy Grail mail, and yeah, we'll go from there. Thanks, Parks. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Bye.